This episode of the MedBullet Step 1 podcast will go over the topic of malignant bone tumors from the oncology section on MedBullets.com. In this episode, we'll go over the malignant bone tumors of Ewing sarcoma, chondrosarcoma, osteosarcoma, otherwise known as osteogenic sarcoma, and bone metastasis. So starting with Ewing sarcoma, as a quick introduction, Ewing sarcoma is an anaplastic small blue cell tumor. It is of neuroectoderm origin and involves an 1122 translocation. Boys less than 15 have the highest incidence. Ewing sarcoma is most often seen in the diaphysis of long bones, the pelvis, scapula, and ribs. On evaluation, you will see a layered, quote-unquote, onion skin deposition of bone on radiographs. In terms of prognosis, prevention, and complications, Ewing sarcoma does have early metastasis and is responsive to chemotherapy. Moving on to chondrosarcoma, this is a malignant cartilaginous tumor, typically seen in men 30 to 60 years old. It most commonly involves the central skeleton and may occur de novo or from progression of osteochondromas. On evaluation, chondrosarcoma will appear as an expansile glistening mass and is located in the medullary cavity. Moving on to osteosarcoma, otherwise known as osteogenic sarcoma, this is a tumor of osteoblasts and is the most common primary malignant tumor of bone. It is commonly found in the metaphysis of long bones, for example, the distal femur or proximal tibia. Risk factors include Paget's disease of bone, which results in onset in the elderly, bone infarcts, radiation, and familial retinoblastoma, which is associated with the retinoblastoma or RB mutation and results in onset before the third decade. On evaluation, histology of an osteosarcoma will appear as large pleomorphic cells producing increased osteoid. Radiographs will reveal Codman's triangle or a sunburst pattern from elevation of the periosteum from the cortical bone. In terms of prognosis, prevention, and complications, osteosarcoma has a poor prognosis. Finally, let's quickly talk about bone metastasis, which typically results in osteolytic lesions. The exception is prostatic carcinoma, which produces an osteoblastic lesion. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 12-year-old boy is brought to clinic for evaluation of right leg pain for the past two months. He reports that the pain is concentrated in the right knee area and sometimes radiates toward the thigh. It is especially worse at night and has been waking him up from sleep for the past week or so. His mom reports that the patient has been having trouble climbing up and down the stairs and has been limping while he walks. The patient denies any headaches, night sweats, chills, weight loss, or trauma, but endorses subjective fevers and shortness of breath, especially on exertion. A physical examination demonstrates a left-leaning limp with moderate tenderness at the right patella and proximal leg. Both active and passive range of motion are intact, and there is no obvious swelling, erythema, or deformities. A radiograph of the right knee was obtained, which shows onion skinning or a periosteal reaction. What is the most likely explanation for this patient's presentation? And the choices are 1. Autoimmune-mediated inflammation and formation of panis. 2. Bony exostosis with a cartilaginous cap. 3. Malignant production of osteoid. 4. Neoplastic proliferation of multinucleated giant cells and 5. Translocation of chromosomes 11 and 22. The correct answer to this question is 5. Translocation of chromosomes 11 and 22. 
So this patient likely has Ewing sarcoma, as demonstrated by the quote-unquote onion skin periosteal reaction seen on the radiographs, symptoms suggestive of metastasis, for example, shortness of breath, and presentation of leg pain that is worse at night in the setting of fevers. Ewing sarcoma is associated with the chromosome 11 and 22 translocation, leading to the fusion protein EWS-FLI1, which is thought to be connected to the biology of these tumors. Ewing sarcoma is the second most common primary malignancy of bone following osteosarcoma. It is more common in males and usually presents in boys between the ages of 10 to 20. Clinical presentation may include swelling and pain, fever, and bone fractures. The most common locations include diaphysis of the femur, tibia, and humerus. 30% of patients may present with metastatic disease on diagnosis, which can include the pelvis, chest wall, and the spinal column. Most of the cases are due to a translocation of chromosomes 11 and 22, which leads to the EWS-FLI1 fusion protein. Diagnosis is based on histomorphology findings, which classically shows small blue round cells. Classic findings on radiographs include lamellated or quote-unquote onion skin type periosteal reactions. Treatment often includes chemotherapy, radiation, surgery, and stem cell transplant. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, Answer 1, autoimmune-mediated inflammation and formation of panis describes rheumatoid arthritis, which would present with pain, swelling, and morning stiffness commonly of small joints of the body, for example the wrist, proximal interphalangeal, or metacarpal phalangeal joints. In addition, the disease commonly manifests in middle-aged women. Answer 2, bony exostosis with a cartilaginous cap describes osteochondroma, which is a benign bone tumor that can be visualized on the radiograph. This patient's radiograph does not demonstrate this. Answer 3, malignant production of osteoid describes osteosarcoma, which can present similarly to Ewing sarcoma. However, osteosarcoma commonly involves the metaphysis, while Ewing sarcoma commonly appears in the diaphysis of long bones. In addition, this patient has signs of early metastasis, for example, shortness of breath indicating chest wall involvement, which is more common in patients with Ewing sarcoma. And finally, answer four, neoplastic proliferation of multinucleated giant cells describes a giant cell tumor, which is a locally aggressive benign tumor. It often involves the epiphysis of long bones, but would look more like quote-unquote soap bubble lesions on radiographs. To leave you with a bullet summary, Ewing sarcoma is often associated with an 1122 translocation, and radiographs will demonstrate characteristic periosteal reaction. Moving on to the next question, a 67-year-old man comes to the clinic complaining of left shin pain for the past two months. He reports that ever since he injured that leg from a fall, he has been experiencing this 8 out of 10 stabbing pain at his left upper shin that comes and goes. It has been progressively worsening to the point that it is affecting his daily life, for example, walking to the grocery store. The patient denies fever, chills, weight loss, chest pain, shortness of breath, weakness, or loss of sensation. A physical examination describes what appears to be a soft tissue mass at the proximal tibia. A radiograph of the left leg demonstrates a sunburst sign in the proximal tibia. Which of the following is a significant risk factor for this patient's disease? And the choices are 1. Growing pains during childhood. 2. Osteochondroma. 3. Paget's disease of the bone. 4. Rheumatoid arthritis. And 5. Sporadic retinoblastoma. The correct answer to this question is three, Paget's disease of the bone. So this patient has osteosarcoma in a setting of persistent pain, soft tissue mass, and sunburst pattern on radiograph. Key risk factors for the development of osteosarcoma includes Paget's disease of the bone, bone infarcts, prior radiation, 
familial retinoblastoma, and Lee-Fromani syndrome. To quickly review, osteosarcoma is one of the most common malignant bone tumors and is characterized by the production of osteoid, or immature bone, by malignant cells. The disease has a bimodal age distribution and peaks in early adolescence and in adults over the age of 65. It is worth noting that in the United States, over half of osteosarcomas over the age of 60 are secondary to sarcomatous transformation of Paget's disease of the bone. Most patients present with localized pain that lasts several months, most commonly involving the distal femur, proximal tibia, proximal humerus, and middle-slash-proximal femur. Systemic symptoms such as fever, weight loss, and malaise are usually absent. Treatment involves aggressive surgical resection and chemotherapy. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, growing pains during childhood is a benign physiological symptom that some adolescents may experience during growth spurts. This does not increase one's risk of developing osteosarcoma. Answer 2, osteochondroma is the most common benign bone tumor and can transform to chondrosarcoma on rare occasions. Answer 4, rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune condition that presents with polyarthritis and joint changes. It does not increase one's risk of developing osteosarcoma. And finally, answer 5, sporadic retinoblastoma is due to sporadic mutation of the RB2 gene in non-germline cells. Since the mutation does not affect germline cells, the association between familial retinoblastoma and osteosarcoma does not apply. To leave you with a bullet summary, Paget's disease of the bone is a significant risk factor for osteosarcoma in patients over the age of 60. Moving on to the next question, a 16-year-old boy presents to his pediatrician's office after noticing right leg pain for the past two weeks. The patient first noticed the pain two weeks prior after a soccer game. He did not report any significant injuries at the time. He states that the pain is intermittent, but he tends to notice it when he is in bed at night. Recently, the pain has been getting worse and is a gnawing pain, mainly localized to his right lower thigh. On exam, his temperature is 98.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.8 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 114 over 76 millimeters of mercury. Pulse is 68 per minute, and respirations are 12 per minute. There is no gross deformity of his extremities, but he does cite some tenderness to palpation on his anterior thigh, immediately superior to his right knee. Motor and sensory function are intact. After imaging is obtained, a bone biopsy is performed and is found to contain pleomorphic cells with osteoid production. Which of the following is also associated with this type of lesion? And the choices are 1. Benign exostosis of the bone. 2. Chromosome fragment translocation. 3. Normal child development. 4. Soap bubble appearance on imaging. And 5. Sunburst pattern on imaging. The correct answer to this question is 5. Sunburst pattern on imaging. So this young patient with bone pain and biopsy showing pleomorphic cells with osteoid production likely has an osteosarcoma, which can be associated with a sunburst pattern on radiography. To quickly review, osteosarcoma is the most common form of primary malignant bone cancer and is found in two age groups, patients less than 20 and patients over 65. Symptoms often include bone pain that is worse at night and swelling if the tumor is large enough. The tumor is most commonly found at the metaphyses superior to or inferior to the knee joint, but can also be in places such as the pelvis or the jaw. On imaging, the tumor has a, quote, moth-eaten or, quote, sunburst pattern from the tumor spicules, but can also produce a Codman's triangle when new bone lifts up the periosteum. Histologically, the tumor demonstrates pleomorphic cells producing malignant osteoid. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, benign exostoses of the bone are seen in osteochondromas, which are the most common benign bone tumor. 
These also affect younger individuals, that is, men under the age of 25. Histology demonstrates mature bone with a cartilage cap. Answer 2. Chromosome fragment translocation is found in Ewing sarcoma, which presents in boys younger than 15. This involves a translocation of chromosome pieces on 11 and 22, which creates a fusion protein. Ewing sarcoma demonstrates small blue cells. Answer 3. Normal child development can be associated with bone pain, termed quote-unquote growing pains. These pains typically occur at night in young children and can often be found behind the knee. Biopsy would be histologically normal. Answer 4. Soap bubble appearance on imaging is associated with giant cell tumor of the bone. Giant cell tumors are found at the epiphyses of long bones and present in individuals between 20 to 40 years of age. Histology would demonstrate multinucleated giant cells. To leave you with a bullet summary, osteosarcoma demonstrates a sunburst pattern or Codman's triangle on imaging and pleomorphic cells with osteoid production on histology. And moving on to the final question. A 65-year-old man presents to the clinic with complaints of back pain. His past medical history is significant for diabetes, hypertension, benign prostatic hyperplasia, and anxiety. He was recently hospitalized for streptococcal bacteremia from pneumonia, but has recovered from that illness. The patient reports progressively worsening back pain that began five weeks ago, shortly after he lifted some heavy groceries. The pain is concentrated at the lower back and is described as crampy and dull in quality. It waxes and wanes, but is especially worse at night. He denies any urinary incontinence, fevers, sensory changes, or weakness. A physical examination is significant for tenderness at the lumbar spine. A straight leg test is negative, and the patient has no sensory or motor deficits. A radiograph of the lumbar spine demonstrates increased patchy bone density at the bony pelvis and lumbar spine. Laboratory studies are as follows. Hemoglobin is 11.2, hematocrit is 32%, leukocyte count is 7,600, platelet count is 136,000. Serum sodium is 137, chloride is 98, potassium is 3.8, bicarbonate is 24, calcium is 12.8, BUN is 24, glucose is 101, creatinine is 1.0, alkaline phosphatase is 124, aspartate aminotransferase, or AST, GOT is 17, and alanine aminotransferase, or ALT, GPT is 12. What is the most likely explanation for this patient's symptoms? And the choices are 1. Metastatic prostate cancer 2. Multiple myeloma 3. Osteoarthritis 4. Spinal cord abscess and 5. Vertebral compression fracture The correct answer to this question is 1. Metastatic prostate cancer so this patient likely has metastatic prostate cancer to the bone as demonstrated by his back pain that is worse at night, hypercalcemia, elevated alkaline phosphatase, and osteoblastic lesions. Patients with prostate cancer may present asymptomatically or with hematuria, pain, urinary retention, or other urinary symptoms, for example, recurrent urinary tract infections. It most commonly metastasizes to the bones, lymph nodes, liver, or lungs. A majority of patients with metastatic osteoblastic lesions from prostate cancer will have hypocalcemia. However, a minority of patients will have hypercalcemia. Diagnosis is confirmed via biopsy with histopathologic diagnosis. Management ultimately depends on the patient's life expectancy, overall status, and risk stratification of cancer. Options include active surveillance, androgen deprivation therapy, radiation therapy, or palliative management. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, multiple myeloma is a monoclonal plasma cell cancer. 
patients often present with bone pain, which can manifest as back pain, anemia, hypercalcemia, frequent infections, impaired kidney function, and neurologic symptoms. Although this patient is presenting with some corresponding symptoms, for example, back pain and hypercalcemia, his bone lesions are osteoblastic rather than osteolytic, which is more typical of multiple myeloma. Answer two, osteoarthritis is a type of arthritis that results from the breakdown of joint cartilage and the underlying bone. Patients often present with pain and stiffness at weight-bearing joints that improves with rest. This patient's pain is not typical of osteoarthritis, and he has characteristic osteoblastic lesions of metastatic prostate cancer. Answer four, spinal cord abscess describes a collection of pus and infectious material located at the epidural space. Risk factors include epidural catheters, diabetes, alcoholism, HIV infection, bacteremia, and intravenous drug use. Patients often present with fever, malaise, back pain, and neurologic deficits. Although this patient has known risk factors, for example, diabetes and recent bacteremia, his clinical presentation is inconsistent with that of spinal cord abscess. And finally, answer five, vertebral compression fracture is the most common type of osteoporotic fracture. Those that occur slowly over time are often asymptomatic. However, acute episodes of significant fracture often present with acute onset pain. Often there is no history of preceding trauma, but it can occur after sudden bending, coughing, or lifting. Although this patient's history is consistent, the radiograph evidence suggests metastatic prostate cancer. To leave you with a bullet summary, prostate cancer commonly metastasizes to the bone and can present with bone pain and osteoblastic lesions on radiograph. That's all for this review about malignant bone tumors. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the MedBullets Step 1 podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.